to get the latest and greatest updates about our work, please join our mailing list by texting FINKLAW to 66866. Welcome to the Think Law Podcast with Colin Seal, where we challenge you to imagine a world where critical thinking is no longer a luxury good and equip you with the powerful but practical tools to make that possible in our schools, in leadership, and in our homes. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Think Law Podcast. As Many of you that have been listening to the Think Law podcast for a while or following the work of Think Law for a while would, would really be able to comprehend and see real easily the, the, the certain things that we look at a little bit differently. Um, one of them that we talk about a lot in the context of critical thinking is the idea that critical thinking for the sake of critical thinking alone is not enough. And we emphasize very often that being right is typically less important than doing right. But in the scope of this national conversation around this reckoning we're having with racial justice, one thing that came to light that I thought would be an interesting topic to discuss for a very short episode of this topic is this mantra. Kip schools, Kip public schools, and I remember when I started teaching in 2004, I just remember like seeing this motto over and over again of work hard and be nice. And on the surface, who can be mad at that? Who can be upset with a mantra of a school system that is supporting the academic achievement of so many kids that are typically counted out. We're talking about kids in poverty. We're talking about kids who are first-generation English language learners, African-American. We talk about, like, all these kids that typically are left out of the chance to succeed academically. And, And here we are looking at this motto of work hard, be nice. And with the moment we're in right now, there's been questions around this and it's recently been announced that the the network of kip schools is going to be basically phasing out this motto of work hard be nice and you've got a lot of folks from the more sort of kind of die hard ed reform movements that are not big fans of the fact that they're getting rid of this like well what's wrong with telling kids to work hard and be nice you want them to be lazy and just act like crazy people and be really the belligerent and disrespectful and we're trying to like deplay the value of hard work and on the other hand there's this side of like well we just tell our kids to work hard and be nice but work hard and be nice sounds to me Like you're saying, just accept racism. Just accept that things will be unfair. But if you work hard and be nice, if, 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 if you just follow the rules, if you just do the right thing, if you just don't wear a hoodie, if you just wore a suit instead, if you just got better grades, if you just did this, if you just kind of put your head down and focused, then you can get there. And one of the reasons that I look at work hard, be nice, as problematic it's my own story is this idea that I can look around and say in my life probably the most brilliant man that I know in my life is my father brilliant brilliant man incarcerated for a decade for selling drugs 
What does that have to do with work hard, be nice? He's selling drugs. He's not being nice. But like, stick with me for a second. Stick with me for a second. Work hard, be nice. I think about my father as someone who looked at this and said, this construct doesn't really make sense for me. It doesn't make sense for me. Because in this system, with a lot of rules, that has a lot of teachers in the system who are very often rule followers. Like, let's be clear. There's a reason that teachers get lower insurance rates. As educators, we tend to follow the rules. This system of conformity didn't really work. So this idea of work hard, like, at what end? So, like, grit. Like, am I just supposed to be gritty about any old thing? Should I be gritty about, like, paying bills? Or... Should education be designed as sort of a construct that gives me a reason to exercise my grittiness, to unleash my grittiness? Because let's be clear, whether or not our kids have grit is not a question. You can't tell me that you're going to be serving predominantly black and brown students in high poverty areas and tell me that they don't have grit. Because come on now, come on now, like to get into that classroom every day requires a really great deal of grit. We're talking about kids that are stepping up for household members and the family. They're translating documents. They're, you know, taking care of things. They're, they're going grocery shopping. Like, they're making a way for themselves. They are exercising grit every living day. But at a certain point, our answer to structural racism and ending a lot of the challenges that we have as barriers to, 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 to their success isn't just work hard to be nice. And let's talk about being nice. Let's talk about being nice. Like, how is it possible that, like, in recent years, I would say in the last six years, we've seen two major strands of reform around policing. In 2014, 2015, when we had the Ferguson riots and or a protest, and we had a lot of folks that were just really, like, hitting the streets hard in Baltimore, like, what happened? We started seeing, like, Body cameras be almost like a done deal. Body cameras apparently were not enough. So now we're talking big picture questions around policing in this country from districts in Minneapolis and Denver deciding to like take out school resource officers from uh, schools and to actually defunding of entire departments altogether and just rethinking the idea around what policing means. And like maybe we don't need police to go check on a neighbor that we think might be sick. Maybe that might be a better thing to have someone on a social service sector go a bit of help for, uh, go, go a bit of help out with. But like, what's causing this massive understanding? How could it be possible that in 2020, Mississippi is going to get rid of the Confederate symbol in their state flag? Because people hit the streets and they weren't nice. So this idea of work hard, being nice, like it, counteracts, it contradicts social change. And here's what gets me the most. We're sitting here and we're talking about the American dream. A lot of times we talk about, especially after July 4th, you know, this inalienable right, this idea of like life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. You know who was not being nice? The people that wrote that document. Forget about the fact that many of them were slave owners. Forget about that. Let's look at the idea that, like, they didn't just kindly say, hey, British people over there, do you mind if, you know, we get some freedom? No. No. 
they basically wrote a diss track against the king. They were going in on the king. If I was the king, I'd be like, man, like, so this is what it means to be canceled on Twitter. They canceled the king. They weren't being nice. So why do we make it seem like work hard, be nice? It's something that we want to teach these kids in particular. What I want to teach them is that if you feel like, and if the reality is you've got to work hard, that's the reality, right? Like the reality is it's unjust how hard you have to work. So often you're going to have to work twice as hard to get half as far. If you read a piece that I wrote for the 74, that's all about the outcomes as the equity. I have to wear my credentials like a tattoo on my forehead. Because as a black man doing educational consulting around critical thinking, people are like, well, who are you? What do you know about critical thinking? I remember being a keynote speaker at an event in Texas. And I was at my booth a little bit later. And uh, an older white gentleman comes up to me and says, oh, Think Law. I heard the Think Law guy did a really, really great keynote this morning. Is he coming back to the booth? And I was like, you mean Colin Seal? Is Colin Seal coming back to the booth? Yeah, yeah. When is he going to be back? I'm like, well, this is kind of awkward, but I am Colin Seal. And it really did hit me that I worked hard been very very nice and at some point this person is incredulous at the idea that I can actually have been the person who people are talking about at this conference is giving this really incredible keynote so here's my point it's not just work hard we've got to make sure that our kids understand that meritocracy is mythical this idea that all you need to do is work hard and then the opportunities will come is not true. All you need to do is be nice and nice things will happen to you is not true. You got to be strategic. You got to network. You got to be able to understand that like it's not just about what you know. It's not just about who you know. It's about who knows you. We need to teach our kids how to get out there, how to model the things we've had to do to survive forever. As a first-generation immigrant, I saw the strong networks that my family built through the church, through other people they knew from Barbados. Like, they are so tight. They're so tight that, like, if somebody dies in Barbados, everyone in the Barbados immigrant community knows about it in 24 hours. Guaranteed. Because that's how they roll. How do we teach this idea that it's not just working hard, it's being nice, it's going beyond that? So... With this being said, I want you to realize part of why we're doing this event, this educational equity equation event, as part of the book signing for the Thinking Like a Lawyer book, which you can definitely get on Amazon or hit up thinklaw.us if you want to get a bulk copy of it. We want to make sure you understand that this is an and issue. This is an and issue. We can't have educational equity if we don't talk about academic success and racial justice, playing the game and slaying the game. And if we get to this point, we understand why work hard, be nice. It's just not enough. Thank you for listening to the Think Law Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast by clicking on the subscribe option on whatever platform you're listening to. Thank you for helping us create a world where critical thinking is no longer a luxury good. Thank you for checking out the Think Law podcast. But did you know you can dig even deeper? 
My first book, Thinking Like a Lawyer, a framework to teach critical thinking to all students, is now available on Amazon or many of your favorite book websites. So please check it out and be a part of our critical thinking revolution.